0: Blog talk Radio. <clears throat> Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Oh my gosh, have we got an exciting world today? Okay, today we're going to break down it this to basic basic concepts: how your body adapts and regenerates, and if you figure most diseases are your body adapting to a, a stressor, and that's huge. And also, too, we're going to talk about the sensorable information which uh, the censorship is outrageous um, and it's it's punitive and it's just out in the open. We're going to go on governmental interventions. Are they safe, uh, non-pharmacological in- interventions like uh, masking? I mean, just the whole gamut. Are they really helping us or harming us? So I encourage you, as long as you got a chance to get on the Internet, go to the Dr. BVIP site, that's drbvip.com, and please give us a hand to support us on this, but that website um, will be one of the last vestiges. It looks like in the next couple of weeks they'll be removing us from YouTube, Facebook, and a number of other platforms. I'm trying, uh, hopefully we can keep going, but we are on library and uh, bit shoot, and uh, we've got Extreme Health Academy as well. So get out there. This information will not be available the whole time. Now one thing, I went to uh, Texas this past weekend, and when you see somebody with a mask, or when I do, I know that that mask is not effective in – the, helping their immune system. And I know they're wearing it based out of fear and ignorance. Now, you know what a placebo is. A placebo means to please. And this is if you take something as um, an innocuous substance, but you think that it's, it's beneficial, you're going to have a great benefit from it. And there's also then the opposite of that called the nocebo effect. And so when I'm seeing children with masks, knowing that that limits oxygen, doesn't protect them, and children, um, not only does the mask not protect anyone, okay, it actually weakens your immune system, puts you under oxidative stress. How do you keep looking at these people and, and not have it negatively affect you? Instead of just looking at everyone wearing a mask and saying, you crazy, ignorant, blah, 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 control sheep, Those things are not going to help that person. It's not going to help our world. It's not going to help our universe. So I encourage you, every time you see someone wearing a mask, say, God bless you. May you find enlightenment and safety. God bless you. May you find enlightenment and safety. And then that will uh, put good energy out in the world, and it will make – Not negatively affect your body. So eventually, we will change this world. Eventually, there'll be freedom of speech, there'll be freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, and you know we're going to get those freedoms back. Maybe not in the currently current form of our country. So let's look at five signs of life, and this is any life out there. There's only five parts of this. Number one, assimilation of nutrients. So what you take in your body, you've got to break down and utilize. Then excretion of waste is number two. Growth. You have to grow and adapt. You have to have reproduction. This means reproduction of your cells, reproduction of yourselves, and reproduction of your species. And adaptation. You need to be able to adapt in order to thrive. Now, we're going to hit all of those points because if you understand that, I mean, literally you have to assimilate nutrients, excrete waste products, grow, reproduce, and adapt. That's it. So what's going on with the health of our people? You got half our population has cancer or will get it sometime. 20% have an autoimmune disease. One in four have have, uh, uh, heart attacks or heart death rates. Of course, luckily, the COVID has wiped out most of those deaths. (laughs) They're all COVID-related now. So is that, are these actually diseases? Are they a failure of a population to assimilate nutrients, eliminate waste products, growth, and adapt? So let's look at homeostasis. Uh, Because if you look at disease, like what's the cause of heart disease? Uh, You get some idiots that say it's genetic. Really? So why would you pass on a gene that that has a negative effect? No, there's really genetic and genetic adaptation. So that, you got to throw that in the trash. Um, let's look at cancer. Cancer was affected about 2% of the population 100 years ago. Now it's affecting 50%. So we know that there's a problem. So if you look at disease, because the majority of those diseases, the causes are idiopathic or unknown. It's kind of like looking in a room and finding darkness, and you're trying to sweep out the darkness, when really a disease is the body adapting to a chronic stressor. Now, uh, homeostasis is the key. Now, homeostasis is a property of a system that regulates its internal environment. Now, multiple dynamic equilibrium adjust and regulate the mechanisms, making homeostasis possible. So, this means... Let's say you're walking into a 32-degree room, and you have to maintain a body temperature of at least 98, at least 96, maybe 94 degrees, and that way you can maintain it. So how do you do that? Well, you can initiate shivering. You can initiate your blood vessels can close off, limiting blood flow to the extremities. There's a lot of different actions that your body's going to do to maintain that homeostasis or the physiology that you need based on the stressor, and that's what the body is doing. So most diseases are literally the body adapting. And think of this, 500 years in the future, do you think that 500 years in the future, they're going to be masking children? Okay, they're going to be uh, using an experimental um, medical procedure forced on the public? Do you think they're going to be uh, locking down? Remember, the term quarantine was for ships that would, quor- that would be separate for 40 days or about a quarter. And that's so they can make sure that nobody on the ship was sick. Quarantining healthy people is a unique thing. We've just done that this past couple of years. And then when you talk about um, immune system or lockdown, lockdown is a prison term. It's to lock you in your home. So we're doing a lot of different things now, but 500 years in the future, what the doctors will be looking at is that you have an innate inborn immune system you have an adaptive or acquired immune system and you have a passive immune system that you've received from your mother so instead of trying to change the environment what they're going to do is strengthen your bodily processes and find the problem and find the problem and correct it i mean basic common sense think if you saw a 1000 caribou Um, going on their migration, and we've got three of them sick, would you go up and vaccinate the entire group? Would you give them medication? Or would you find out what those two people or those two caribou have taken in, if they're toxic or deficient, where are they getting that adaptation? You're not going to hand any BS like um, genetic, okay, because they all have basically the same genes. And that's the same with human beings, we're going to get smarter. So let's look at those five points. Number one, assimilation of nutrients. And this is going to be the technical explanation. Assimilation of nutrients, quote, the body needs nutrients to build cells, fuel activity, and repair damage. It extracts what it can from the food taken in and passes the rest through the alimentary canal. Nutrients are also used to detoxify and flush metabolic waste. So anything you put in your mouth, um, you have to break down, and you're going to break it down to protein, fats, and carbohydrates, and you're going to literally be able to build the body out of that. Now, if you're eating nutrient-dense food, that's going to be the best. If you're eating nutrient or uh, foods that are nutrient-deficient, such as fast foods or genetically modified foods, you're not going to get the same utilization. Now the CDC said a diet rich in fruits and vegetables maintaining social engagement participating in intellectual activities help your immune system. And they're saying what kind of things are linked to dementia, and dementia-like symptoms? Medications. They're saying medications can be toxic, nutritional deficiencies, infections, poisoning, brain tumors and low oxygen. Interesting. What are we doing to our population now? Also, remember we're looking at assimilation of nutrients. When you look at nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories, guess what? Nonsteroidal, and this is ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, Aleve. Okay, they literally create nutritional deficiencies. Um, deficiencies in folic acid, yes, so that means do non anti-inflammatories, ibuprofen, Motrin leave. do they contribute to birth defects? Absolutely. Vitamin C deficiency, what is that? That's integrity of your tissue. Calcium, iron, all of these nutritional deficiencies uh, can come from taking the non-steroidals. Then you look at glyphosates, which is sprayed in every non-organic bread. Okay, it literally is an herbicide that destroys your gut flora. Destroying your gut flora limits your assimilation of nutrients. So we know that vitamin D deficiencies, uh, we're looking at multiple different diseases. So this is not just assimilation. You've got to utilize those nutrients. I mean, literally. Um, magnesium deficiencies. You're looking at fibromyalgia, pressure, panic attacks. So could all of those lists of chronic diseases um, be a problem with assimilation of nutrients? Absolutely. And we know cancer, hardening the arteries, heart attacks, diabetes, Crohn's disease, multiple sclerosis, all of these things um, can be limited by taking fruits and vegetables. It seems impossible, but that's how the body works. So assimilation of nutrients and excretion of waste. This is hugely important. Here's the official definition. The body needs to excrete metabolic waste of cellular activity and digestion, as well as to remove toxicities to maintain optimal homeostatic expression. Literally, you've got to take nutrients in, produce proteins, and break down the the proteins to amino acids, fats to fatty acids, carbohydrates to usable sugars, and the waste products from that have to be eliminated. Now, when you're in a stressed state, you have slow gastric motility, and that will cause a decrease in elimination. So what do you need? Do you need a healthy gut flora in that intestinal tract to help you work correctly? Now, the gut flora is composed of 80% of your immune system resides in your gastrointestinal tract you have 100 trillion bacteria, about two to three pounds worth of bacteria. Um, Viruses, you have four quadrillion viruses in your body. And these are amazingly beneficial. So you have viruses and bacteria in your body, 45% of your DNA is viral. So to be afraid of a virus is crazy. So the things that damage your gut flora are going to damage your immune system. What are these? Antibiotics, vaccines, medication, and and processed foods. So again, if you're eating processed foods, you're not getting the simulation or elimination. Now, what's the third part? Growth. The body needs to maintain maximum size and shape and dimensions as dictated by the blueprint contained in its DNA. So in your DNA, that's how you work. Now, obviously, the current corona vaccine is going to alter um, the protein production of the cells. And they say they can turn on or off any gene. So, you know, that's going to be an experiment that we need to be abreast of. Also, once the body achieves full maturity, then it maintains that growth or homeostasis by replicating itself year after year through cellular regeneration and repair. So if you look at this, the only reason you're alive is you're able to break the proteins to amino acids, fats to fatty acids, and carbohydrates to usable sugars. If you do not have that ability to break that down, your body breaks down. It's literally you build faster than you break down, you got health. You break down faster than you build, you got disease. Now, what I'm seeing in our kid patients, and kids have not reached full maturity, huge amounts of digestion and nutrient deficiencies in these kids. We're looking at inflammatory bowel diseases, ulcerative colitis. All of these things. Why? Because they're not able to assimilate their nutrients, they're not able to get rid of their waste products, and they're not able to um, grow. They're, we're looking at a huge problem in our kid population. But also look at our adults. Are they reproducing themselves healthy or sick? Then let's look at reproduction. This is the fourth part. The body needs to replace itself on a continuous expression of time. Think, your blood is only 120 days old. Your your skin is about 28 days old. Your bones are about seven years old. So all that you've got cells. Just look at your bones. You got cells that break down the bones called osteoblast. You got cells or class. And then you got cells that build the bone called the osteoblast. So you have that build-up and breakdown of cells. You have a build-up and breakdown of skin cells, build-up and breakdown of blood cells. Every cell in your body is replaced. And also, you need to literally reproduce so the species goes. So basic, basic concept. If you build cells faster than you break down, you have a thing called health. That means that you're able to assimilate the nutrients, break down the, break down the waste products and eliminate it. You're able to grow and you're able to reproduce. Um, if you have a disease, you are breaking down cells faster than you build. Um, we also know uh, there's certain, for reproducing the species, um, there's a number of different drugs that decrease your sex drive contraceptives, antihistamines, non anti-inflammatories. And remember, most of these drugs can damage the gut flora. Antidepressants, anxiety drugs, blood pressure drugs, cholesterol drugs, antacids. So all of those drugs have um, extreme challenges Okay, when you're working with the normal gut flora. And then what's, what's the last one? Okay, you got it. Okay, here, wait a second. Um I just changed a little thing on the cell. Adaptation. And this is one of the most important. So you have assimilation of nutrients, elimination of waste products, um, you 've got growth, re- reproduction and adaptation. The body needs to continually adapt to its ever-changing environment in order to survive, to express its greatest homeostatic potential long term. That's huge. So your adaptation is the key. Now, now, it's interesting, too, because when we look at this, and we're talking about adapting, um, have you ever heard of, an, of uh, an allergy? Yes, you may have. An allergy is an abnormal recognition of a foreign protein. <clears throat> and we happen to be in an environment where um, people are allergic to their own environment. They're allergic to their own food. I mean, you can't see someone running around after a caribou with an EpiPen. Okay, that that's horrible. It doesn't make any sense at all. So when you're allergic to your own environment, you have a problem with adaptation. That means that you can't consume the food that you used to be able to consume or that your species has consumed for thousands of years because there's a problem. Now, why are allergy rates increasing? This is really a problem of adaptation. Um, well, we have the hygiene hypothesis that we're so clean now that we're used to having dirt, that it decreases the gut flora. There's superbugs from antibiotic use. Um, vaccination can cause uh, an increase allergy rate. We know toxins from the food, proteins. We even know genetics. In fact, figure one in nine uh, children in uh, 2001 had allergies. One in five in 2009. It's about one in three or one in two now. So the hygiene hypothesis um, is, has to do with the gut flora. That means that you have bacteria in your gut that are essential. You have bacteria, viruses, funguses, parasites, and those are an ecosystem in your gut. Anything that damages that ecosystem damages you. Figure in 1980, 10% of the Western population had allergies. 2010, 30% of the population has it. And, and now in 2021, haven't seen the statistics yet because uh, COVID pretty much is taking over the entire medical system. It's literally um, going to be one and two, just like our cancer rates. Now, way back in 1913, Charles Robert Ruscha, um won the Nobel Prize um, for discovering anaphylactic problems. And anaphylactic is your body responding um, in, incorrectly or, or an over-response. And he wrote, quote, We are so constituted that we can never receive other proteins into the blood other than those that have been modified by digestive juices. Every time an alien protein penetrates by a fraction, the organism suffers and becomes resistant. Now, he warned us over 100 years ago that this was a problem. So we literally um, have to heed that warning. Now... Um, we're going to talk about the censorable material. And this is going to be, um, again, we're going to do the live version on Facebook and YouTube, and we're going to stop the feed like right now on YouTube. Hopefully they'll still let the blog talk or or podcast go um, for now. So so the following information is not approved by the Ministry of Truth in our new communist America. So uh, let's look at this. Are there more death rates okay, this year than there were last year? If we have an, a pandemic, something big enough to lock down the country, remember that's a prison term, and to quarantine healthy people and to shut down businesses and destroy everything, <clears throat> should there be an increase in deaths that correspond with that response? Absolutely. Well, here you go from libertariannews.org, and this was – Um, December uh, 26th, the study. And it goes in, or uh, 11-14, so November 14th. Uh, Now, there was a 1.1% increase in mortality in 2020. Okay, 1%, 1.1% increase. Now, did you know that um, in 2018, uh, it had a 1.2% chance. In 2017, it had a 1.24% chance. Uh, 2016 had a 1.2% chance. 2015 had a 1.2% chance. So when you look at all the statistics, it has gone up 1.2% every year from 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Um, now, in 2020... Um, It looks like a 1.1%. So there's actually less of an increase than there was the year before. That's right, as weird as it sounds. And we know that the CDC also said that 94% of the COVID death numbers are wrong. They died with a positive COVID test, but not from COVID. Only 6% of the deaths are dying from that. And you're not seeing healthy people break down. Great article out of the study of nature, out of Nature. And that's the journal. And they said the Wuhan study: asymptomatic people do not transmit the virus. Uh, quote: This study from Wuhan shows that asymptomatic transmission does not play a significant role in SARS-CoV-2. All city residents aged six years or older were invited to participate. So you're looking at nearly ten million, nine million eight hundred ninety-nine thousand people participated. The result was no new symptomatic cases and only 300 asymptomatic cases were identified. Um, Here's the conclusion that the detection rate of asymptomatic positives after lockdown was very, very low and there is no evidence, no evidence that the identified asymptomatic positive cases were infectious at all, no evidence. After checking nearly 10 million people. So does that mean that the mask wearing is completely crazy? Yes, it is. Then let's go way back to 2018. Um, And this is, again, asymptomatic shedding of respiratory viruses among ambulatory population across the seasons. What they did, now remember, you have trillions of viruses in you, billions of bacteria in you. So they did nasopharyngeal swabs and PCR tests to see what kind of viruses they had in there. Okay, and they did it in the summer and they did it in the winter. And they found that in the summer, about 5% of the population had at least one virus. In the winter, about 7% had it. Now, what did they find? Now, remember this is 2018. Half the population had a rhinovirus. 40% had coronavirus. Yes, 2018. And 10% had other viruses, such as uh, influenza or, or adenovirus. I mean, all that. Um, depending on the definition of symptomatic infection, 65 to 97% of infections were classified as asymptomatic. So they were infectious, and they uh, or they had it showed a positive PCR test, but they weren't passing it on. Then we have Professor Bahti, and this is brilliant, brilliant German professor, and he talks again multiple, multiple data references. The scientific studies have made it clear that coronaviruses can occasionally be passed on by healthy people in everyday life, but then never cause serious illness. Um, Quote, there is no reason to maintain encroachments on fundamental rights. Instead, these measures endanger society, the economy, even life and limb. Lockdowns have probably caused more um, increased mortality among the elderly. Then we have posted by Mercola, what is the death rate? Like I just saw a kid, probably three, four years old, wearing a mask in my office. And so let's look at the, according to the CDC, from birth to 19 years old, you have a 99.997% chance of being okay, not dying from this, not being negatively affected. So you're talking a 0.003% chance of having any problem. If you're under 50, 99.98%. If you're under 70, 99%. Uh, And and again, this is having no problem, okay, at all. Um, Then we look at the University of Florida study, and they found out no asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic spread Now, this is, again, social distancing is a pseudoscience. According to the AmericanGreatness.com, the American thinker uh, said uh, about social distancing, it's like a snake oil. Um, (laughs) Look at um, insider inside. inside, uh, Quote, what we cannot do is extend social isolation. Humans are social beings and already see the adverse mental and health consequences end of quote. I mean, it is crazy. Now, we know that there's going to be multiple allergies from this. And what is an allergy? An abnormal recognition of a foreign protein. What is an allergy? It's a failure of adaptation. And this is one of the things that keep you alive. This is why next talk, hopefully I'll I'll be able to um, get it built. I want to talk about allergies. So you know that when you're getting the vaccine, you're getting foreign proteins injected into your system. The new COVID vaccine is totally different. Okay, you're not getting just foreign proteins injected. This is designed to get inside of your own cells to produce a foreign spike protein on the outside of your cells so your body recognizes yourself has a, a problem so it mounts an antibody response. And so is that why this experimental use authorization medical procedure, you gotta call it a medical procedure not a vaccine, because it really doesn't qualify as a vaccine, it doesn't prevent transmission, it doesn't prevent infection, it reduces some of the symptoms sometimes, um, but it causes a huge number of reactions. Now it is not an approved vaccine, it is an approved for emergency use authorization. So that means the studies are still going on. Um, so if you want to sign up for it, um, buddy, I'd really I'd, 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 think long and hard on that, particularly when you have a 99% chance of not being injured. And then if you actually get that infection, uh, you will recover 80% of the time with little to no symptoms. Um, now also, too, the CDC has also mentioned that there's, if you have an allergy to polysorbate 80, which is in a lot of vaccines, then you shouldn't get this vaccine. And But here, Merck actually stopped developments of its COVID vaccine. Now, this is a big moneymaker. You're talking um, pharmaceutical industries from all around the world. January 25th, so we're just talking a couple of days ago. Actually, one yesterday. Um, Quote, Merck halted the development of two of its COVID vaccine candidates saying that while the drugs seemed to be safe, they didn't generate enough of immune system response um, that effectively protect the people. Now listen to this. They were generally well tolerated, but the immune system responses were inferior to those seen following natural infection. That's right. If you get the natural infection, you have a better immune system response. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. We're going to cover all of this stuff and talk about it tonight and go over the details, but, but really take care of yourselves. Um, uh, if the, the censorship shuts us down, we will fall back to the Dr. BVIP site. Then we'll fall back to Extreme Health Academy. Then I'll be on a soapbox uh, upside down in the parking lot. We have got to get this information out. Information will save lives. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you.